Nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. We're very happy with the product. We're using it every day. My husband really loves it. He was a runner from when he was in high school. And uh, past couple of years, he hasn't been running. So he's back to running. He's very happy and he feels energized. I like the product too. I think it's excellent. I can't see how taking fresh fruits and vegetables is going to harm you. Some of these drugs that they prescribe have all kinds of side effects. Well, I found no side effects with this. So I can Consider it like a little insurance policy. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code KATE. Hey, everybody, just letting you know that Mike Lindell and I, the MyPillow guy, we partnered up, and he wants to help this show, and I want to help him. If you go to MyPillow.com and order all the products you know you're going to buy, towels, sheets, blankets, robes, all these kinds of things, dog beds even, go to MyPillow.com and use the code word Kate, K-A-T-E. You're going to get the deepest discount on all these items. They're the very best of all these items. He handpicked these things, and let me just tell you, you're also going to help Truth and Radio, and you're also going to be helping Mike Lindell. Isn't that fantastic? It's a great combination that you can do right from your own home. Call 800-873-1052. That's the phone number, 800-873-1052. You can order directly on that phone number or go to MyPillow.com, but make sure to put the code word Kate in. Thanks, you guys. Do not listen to this show. The truth can be scary. The Kate Daly Show starts now. Joining me now is the former head of the CIA, John Brennan. Another example is the array of technologies, often referred to collectively as geoengineering, that potentially could help reverse the warming effects of global climate change. One that has gained my personal attention is stratospheric aerosol injection, or SAI, a method of seeding the stratosphere with particles that can help reflect the sun's heat in much the same way that volcanic eruptions do. Commercial airlines, you're not going to get this kind of converging intersection, even though they're at different altitudes. But the important thing to consider, there's not a natural cloud in the sky. Everything in the sky is an aerosol out of the back of an aircraft. So we conducted the analyses of these nanomaterials and conclusively confirmed that there were aluminum oxide, barium sulfate nanoparticles in the samples that we took. In this form, another unusual property of aluminum appears. Suspended in a paint vehicle, the powdered particles float to the surface and form a continuous layer of aluminum over the area being covered. This aluminum shield provides protection from weather and reflects light and heat almost as effectively as a solid sheet of aluminum. No creature has ever been found to utilize aluminum. There is no creature, no virus, no bacteria, no fungus, nothing that thrives on aluminum. It's deadly to all life on Earth. That we absorb aluminum very poorly by eating it. That cannot be the possible route how we get toxic. The only way that we can get these high levels of aluminum is through inhalation or through injection. Hi there, welcome. Kate Daly Show. 
so glad you're tuning in today from all over the place. Canada, too. We won't forget about you. <laughs> and we have a lot of people from Canada uh, that tune in, New Zealand, all, all over the world, and I really appreciate that. Um, welcome to the show. Go to katedallyradio.com for show notes uh, daily and also all of the podcasts, uh, over 2.3 million listens, and I'm just wonderful. I think that's just wonderful. Uh, welcome to the show. I've got two great guests. I have um, I have Dane Wigington on with me right now, and we're going to be talking about geoengineering. We're going to talk about chemtrails, all kinds of things in this hour. And then, of course, uh, in the last hour, Dr. Lee Merritt uh, will get us updated on all of the newest in vaccine news, everything that's going on as well there. So, uh, and, re- and be returning to the show again. So, welcome to Dane Wigington. How are you? As well as can be expected, I suppose, Kate. Okay. okay. Thank you very. Thank you for your willingness to address this most critical issue of what's happening in our skies. Absolutely. Dane is the lead researcher administrator for the website geoengineeringwatch.org and executive producer for the groundbreaking climate uh, engineering documentary, The Dimming. Um, he's had a background in solar energy. Former employee of Bechtel uh, Power Corporation was a licensed contractor in California, where I grew up in California and Arizona, and of course uh, devoted the last twenty. Years of your life to constant research on the issue of uh, the covert global climate engineering operations and then the effort to expose them and halt them. Talk about the difference between chemtrails and cloud seeding. There seems to be a lot of confusion about this. Yeah, I listened into your callers last hour. In my local hour, it's yeah. mm-hmm. two, two completely different animals. So we have the localized weather mod operations, which can be a single engine aircraft with some flares strapped to the wings. That's largely mass distraction. The overlying climate engineering operations in which, for example, a military tanker like a KC-135 can carry 100 tons of material to seed into cloud moisture. So two completely different animals. The uh, well-known weather modification operations are largely completely negated by the vastly larger climate engineering operations. So that's by design, Kate. Mm-hmm. They want the public to be confused as to exactly what this is. And I encourage the public to, when you're engaging with media mm-hmm. or with any elected official or agency, stick to the climate science terms. That way you will not be marginalized. Geoengineering, climate engineering, solar radiation management, uh, those terms are much more difficult for these agencies and entities to marginalize. Mm, excellent. Okay. Do they run into each other, though? I know they're two different animals, but um, considering the weather... Chemtrails... Sure. I just mean... Kim, I, I was referring to the chemtrails term. I'm sorry. Okay. Because Kim, the chemtrails term is not a science term, and although it's okay for conversations amongst ourselves, mm-hmm. it is the instant marginalization term for any media person, any elected official. That's the term by which they can duck out of the conversation and run. I see. Okay. All right. So let's... Uh, what got you interested in in, in uh, really becoming the person that you are with 20 years behind you of research in this? What led you I here? Couldn't in, I couldn't in good conscience do otherwise. Mm-hmm. I have a background in, I don't want to call it renewable energy because it's not. And mm-hmm. you correctly alluded to part of that on your last hour. Mm-hmm. It's an alternative form of energy. Again, that's my background with Bechtel Power. My home was on the cover of the world's largest alternative energy magazine, Home Power. I have wind, hydro, and solar power, all of which are greatly diminished by climate engineering operations. So we have the same climate science community that pretends we're not climate engineering, even though everything they state we would see and the results that would occur are all happening. They tell us we're not seeing what we're seeing in the skies and that the aluminum, barium, strontium, manganese that's falling out of the sky all on climate engineering patents is not really related to the programs which are obviously ongoing. 
But in regard to the same climate science community that's pushing, quote, renewable energy as mm -hmm. a cure, uh, that couldn't be further from the truth either. It's, it's an energy alternative. But again, climate engineering greatly reduces solar power, wind power, and hydropower. And no one's talking about that uh, hmm. either, Kate. And, I, okay. and on the, I, I just wanted to, before it gets past me, I heard the caller that mm -hmm. called in last hour mm -hmm. that states, I'm a pilot, I'm an airline mechanic, this couldn't sure. be happening. And, you know, we've heard the exact same narrative so many times. You had another caller call in and said, do you think he's a plant? Whatever this person's motive, mm -hmm. heard that too many times to even consider. Bottom line, we have film footage of these aircraft at altitude, nozzles visible, turning dispersions on and off into discussion. It's happening. Yeah. Yeah. For how long? How long has this been going on for? Global deployment immediately after World War II. We had also, you hear many refer to the massive trails that the World War II bombers emitted, like B-17s, as mm -hmm. proof that that's just condensation. As you may have seen in the dimming, we from the military archives captured film footage taken from one bomber of another bomber directly overhead, shutting its dispersion off instantaneously in midair. That proves that that dispersion was not condensation. So bottom line is the beta testing was going on during World War II, deployed over the polar regions immediately after World War II, and ongoing and continually ramped up ever since. And why would we think those mm -hmm. in power would ask our permission if they could do this. Of course, they're not right. going to ask our permission. Climate engineering is the crown jewel weapon of the military-industrial complex, Kate, and it has been used to bring populations of countries to their knees for many decades without the populations of those countries ever even knowing they were under assault. Right, absolutely. And so is this part of the reason we've done treaties with countries as far as using this as warfare, or is that what just is that weather modification? Is that chemtrails? What? I mean, when they're, when they're looking at those treaties. Keep in mind, it's mm -hmm. this is a very complex issue. So mm -hmm. when we have uh, sub-Saharan African countries that have been droughted out for decades, brought to their knees, mm -hmm. and allowing then U.S. occupation, that is certainly a lever that was used on those countries. When we look at what happened right after 9-11, we had General Wesley Clark, the NATO Supreme Commander, right. one week after 9-11 was given a list of the target Middle Eastern countries, all resource-rich countries, as you know. Yes. And those countries all subsequently underwent a once-in-1,000-year drought, all of them. That's not nature. That's climate engineering. And we have the leaders of those countries, in some cases, on the floor of the UN stating that NATO was cutting off their precipitation. Now, the same exact scenario is being inflicted on the U.S. West. Hmm. Are we not now a target as well? We certainly are. Absolutely. We'll talk more about that. We'll also take your calls, too, uh, to Dane Wigington. And the movie, The Dimming, very, very intriguing movie. And they, you show the patents, and the patents go back how far on this? We have patents that go back over 100 years on uh, climate modification Jeez. Uh, inventions. Wow. Wow. What has been one of the aha moments in this for you in the last, in, in all these years, what has surprised you the most, too, uh, as far as discoveries you've made about, about uh, chemtrails, about what they're doing to us? Well, again, I f I'm focused on this effort, Kate, not because it's what I wanted to do. I'm not politically oriented. I'm not an activist. But mm -hmm. simply, this is the biggest hole in the bottom of the boat. Climate engineering is systematically derailing and decimating Earth's life support systems. And we we've not been good stewards of the planet. I want to make that clear. And Geoengineering Watch fully acknowledges that. We have been very poor stewards of the planet. And I don't think there's any rationally denying that. But the single greatest 
assault of all is man's attempt to play God with the weather and to use it as a weapon. And that is exactly what is happening. And it's much more than just weather modification, though, Kate. They're ionizing the atmosphere, making it more electrically conductive. That's used for EMP offense and defense, electromagnetic pulse, over-the-horizon communications. And the radio frequency transmissions are also used to manipulate the particulates as they saturate the atmosphere with these particulates. But all of it, incredibly detrimental to the entire web of life, as you heard Dr. Dietrich Klinghart, as you mm-hmm. thankfully played, mm-hmm. that aluminum is harmful to all life, period. And it's raining down through our air columns. We're sucking it in with every breath we take. Wow. What is it What is it doing uh, to us personally? I mean, in our own bodies, uh, messing with hormones. I mean, what, what is it doing to us? That list is extraordinarily (laughs) long, and I I want to make clear that inhaled aluminum is far more detrimental Mm -hmm. to life than ingested aluminum, and we are inhaling these aluminum nanoparticulates. Our lab tests prove it. We have lab tests from all over the globe, including atmospheric testing in a NOAA flying lab, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration flying lab, and those particles are so small, they enter through the olfactory nerve in our sinuses, enter the bloodstream, they cross the blood-brain barrier, these particles are extremely bioaccumulative, means they build up in our systems and very bioavailable. So this is, again, a triggering mechanism for a list of downstream degenerative diseases that is far too long to even begin to access in this broadcast. But let's start with Alzheimer's and dementia. Mm-hmm. Alzheimer's and dementia now, number one cause of death in the UK. Number one cause. It's third or in that range officially in the US. Mm-hmm. Uh, They're not acknowledging the true extent of it, but we also know, and this is key, that without aluminum in the equation, there would be no Alzheimer's or dementia in a normal human lifespan of 100 years. Why isn't the Alzheimer's Foundation discussing this? Because we have members from the aluminum industry sitting on the Alzheimer's Foundation board. What a surprise. Yeah, what a shocker. Um, We're going to come right, we're going to go to a break in about 30 seconds. Uh, We'll come back. And do you want to take calls from the audience? Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Whatever. I, whatever works. Yeah, yeah. I want to. I want to be able to take all of your calls. I know you have a lot of questions. Have you seen? Um, I, I mean, are you seeing a larger uptick right now? Because one of the questions I've been posing is: Are we asking the right questions? Why? Why this? Why that? Why? Why all of a sudden a drought when it kind of fits the narrative of of where they want to go over the next decade with this, right? And continue to hide this. Keep in mind the drought is not new. It started in 2007. In my particular location on the east side of Lake Shasta in Northern California, Mm -hmm. we are over 400 inches of rain short since 2007. 400. So it's been ongoing. We're the worst drought statistically right now in at least 1,200 years. It's not being acknowledged. Summer or the the rain of the season is now nine months long instead of three months long. It's catastrophic here, Kate. We're going to come right back with Dane Wigington, Geoengineering Watch, and we'll be right back.org, by the way. We're very back. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This what is the Kate Daly Show. It's a chance to change. A little bit of it all. What I hate is most folks don't seem to care at all. Hi there. Welcome back. What I hate Kate Daly is Show. A little Merle for you. Looking up and seeing 
He was even singing about them. All right. (laughs) Welcome back to the Kate Daly Show. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. You get called a conspiracy theorist when you talk about uh, uh, anything like this going on. Although the data's been there. They've admitted it over and over again. Always always intrigues me as to why, you know, uh, the immediate stance of, of course, climate change. Um, That, you know, of course, uh, you can't uh, mention anything that you see going on up in the sky uh, to maybe, I don't know, make that happen. So, uh, more manipulated. But we're going to get to my guest, Dane Wigington. I just wanted to mention my pillow, mypillow.com. Make sure you get over to mypillow.com and order up. And uh, uh, Mike Lindell and I have partnered up, and uh, it's been a wonderful experience with them. And mypillow.com has amazing products. Just put in the code Kate. Just do it. Put in the code Kate, and you're going to get amazing products, but you're also going to be helping uh, Truth in Radio as well. So, you got to love that. Um, all right. I am back with uh, Dane Wigington. Uh, what is the message uh, that, that putting out the movie Dimming, um, making sure that, that you are speaking to groups all over the country, what is your message, Dane? What do you want people to know? We are perilously close to c- collapse on countless fronts. And I operate by priorities, Kate. Mm-hmm. I'm focused on this issue, and this is the last thing I ever wanted to do, as we mentioned off air. I'm non-political. I'm not an activist. But but this issue that's happening in our skies is the, mathematically and statistically speaking, the single greatest and most immediate threat we collectively face, short of nuclear cataclysm. That is not to negate all the other threats. Again, geoengineeringwatch.org fully acknowledges that we have been very, very poor stewards of the planet. But quite simply, man's attempt to intentionally intervene in Earth's life support systems mm-hmm. with highly toxic elements that are raining down through the air column, contaminating virtually the entire web of life. If we don't deal with that, it's game over in the statistical incredible near term. Now, climate engineering is destroying the ozone layer. Mm-hmm. That alone is an existential threat. We have a former NASA contract engineer that works directly with geoengineeringwatch.org, metering with equipment that we supplied to him. We're getting UVC mm-hmm. in the surface. This is a DNA damaging spectrum of UV radiation. And that's the last spectrum of UV before X-ray. At the current rate of ozone disintegration, I'm just giving an example of one aspect of what we face. At the current rate of ozone disintegration, we face mathematical total ozone layer collapse as soon as mid-decade, 2025-2026. That means you can't grow anything outside any longer. It means you have to stay out of the sun. It means all surface life is, at that point, uh, on very limited time frame. It's, it's, it's game over for all terrestrial life and most aquatic life. That's how close we are. You can feel the intensely burning sun and people ignore it. They think they're just getting older or maybe more sensitive. It's not true. So that's only one aspect of this issue. Wildlife populations, we've lost 70% mm-hmm. in the last 40 years. At the current rate of loss, we face no functional wildlife populations. 2026, insect populations, geoengineeringwatch.org was the first major source to publish that the global insect population had collapsed 80 to 90%. Science sources tried to marginalize our conclusions, and now I encourage your listeners to search insect apocalypse. They will see a full acknowledgement of the fact that 80 to 90% of terrestrial and aquatic insect life has collapsed. No insects, no people. No ozone layer, no people. No trees, no people. Mm -hmm. Dead oceans, no people. It's all happening at once, Kate. And again, lots of causes. I'm not ignoring those, but I'm saying the single biggest piece of the puzzle is climate engineering and there are many many layers to that and that is the thing that's affecting us the most would you agree i but yes but it doesn't Mm -hmm. outweigh all the other pieces combined i want to stress that again we've we've uh poisoned the planet paved it 
Uh, we're using the ocean for a toxic waste dump. Uh, we've not been good stewards, again, and, and I have no love for the environmental groups. I want to make that clear. As I, as I mentioned to you off air, mm-hmm. uh, geoengineering watchdog attorneys have communi- communicated to attorneys from environmental groups, all the major groups, every single one, and none of them will touch climate engineering because they don't want to lose their 501c3 nonprofit. How incredibly hypocritical could they be ignoring mm-hmm. the single most environmentally destructive human activity of all, and they won't touch it? Hmm. Interesting. Okay, we probably have some disagreements on on uh, how bad the human race has been to the Earth because I do think the Earth is pretty de- designed pretty well to be pretty renewable, and I also think that. Uh, well, anyway, I want to take a caller for you, if you will. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Yes. First of all, Kate, thanks for addressing this all important subject that nobody in uh, radio, talk radio, television, and the media are addressing. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a couple questions. First of all. Uh, those of us who have studied the global warming uh, hoax know it's a, a hoax. There's uh, over 35,000 uh, climate scientists that say that they, uh, science is very simple and so forth. There is no man-made global warming. Uh, and now, uh, the question I have for you, Dean, one question. You're saying there is climate engineering going on. I'd like you to address, this is one of two questions, the exact mechanism of how that works when there is no man-made global warming occurring. The other question is, uh, the fight at night, if they're reflecting back sun rays, the uh, aluminum oxide or however it's the mechanism of the sun, that I hope you'll explain, uh, why would they be flying at night? I've seen them heavily uh, fly a uh, check, check pattern over my city Spring at overnight. night. Mm-hmm. Secondly, I know absolutely they're hitting cities, and Europe's being sprayed all the time, every country in Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there no political regime uh, change going on there. Uh, they've been doing it for 15, okay. 20 years at least in Europe, America, okay. 30 years. Okay, more. there's a couple uh, of questions. So my other you. question is to explain if there's some sort of climate engineering that they're doing, why would they be flying at night where they can't reflect the fact of sun rays, and why are they primarily flying over cities? One last point on that, I used to live in the ocean in Los Angeles, and they would turn, and when the coastline turned north, they would turn north to ensure this prey would hit the people. Uh, okay. That's it, thank you. All right, thank you. Really appreciate that. Dane? Can I ask where the caller lives? Uh, in Utah. Oh, he's in Utah. Okay, mm-hmm. because I want to state for the record the most anomalously less warm region in the entire planet for the last nine years running is the eastern half of the U.S. lower 48. Mm-hmm. That's not nature. That's climate engineering. And this is important to understand. A major aspect of climate engineering, I'll get to the caller's questions in a moment, is chemical ice nucleation for weather modification, like the massive cool downs Mm -hmm. that happened in Texas that many jump up and down and claim that's proof of global cooling. No, it's proof of climate engineering. At the same time, Dallas was zero degrees, zero with moisture that came from the record warm Gulf of Mexico, mm-hmm. the same latitude in Florida was 85 degrees. It was actually 33 degrees warmer at the North Pole than Dallas, Texas, and no one talks about that. So mm-hmm. again, I have no love for the environmental groups, but I want to state that even if we pretend that no other source of human activity has harmed the planet mm-hmm. except climate engineering, mm-hmm. and again, that's not our position, but even if we, uh, for the sake of argument, state sure. that climate engineering is a human activity, and it is decimating the planet and destroying the planet's energy balance. And these particulates, although they can reflect and and lower some daytime temperatures, it also traps heat. Nighttime temperatures are trapped at the surface. So what we see right now is temperature readings, official temperature readings, what we see and we monitor all over the globe is a very radical under-reporting of temperatures. Not an over-reporting, but an under-reporting. I can tell you where 
where we live in the in the western US mm-hmm. that our temperatures here are now routinely 10 15 degrees or more above average day and night continuously and at this point uh, you can't uh, trees are not going into dormancy because it doesn't get cold enough anymore here and again those surface mm-hmm. cooldowns I, I stress your listeners Kate to search the engineering winter section at geoengineeringwatch.org these are patented processes of what's called chemical ice nucleation for weather modification okay. ski slopes use it they use these nucleating elements in water and you see a ski slope full of snow and the whole mountain's bare same process they spray it into clouds we recorded a satellite image of a 10-mile-wide, 300-mile-long stripe of snow across flat topography in Kansas. Mm-hmm. I mean, how obvious can this right. be? You know, that's mm-hmm. where the aircraft went over. In regard to where they disperse, as the caller said, uh, he sees it at night, so how could it be solar radiation management, which is what we're told it is. Sure. Again, there's many, many, many layers to this, ionizing the atmosphere, making it more electrically conductive, and that's part of the operation. So it is a very, very complex issue. Uh, in regard to, again, I, I would I would argue instead of us with the environmental groups drawing a line in the sand mm-hmm. and, and arguing the state of the planet, right. uh, it, we, we should address this issue. We should build a bridge and say, mm-hmm. hey, how can any of us have a conversation about the climate without addressing this issue first? So, yeah. uh, And it's going on up there in all of our skies. So it's not something – It's every everybody can see this with their own eyeballs. <laughs> so I don't know why people don't understand that it's going on. It's so crazy. I mean, how do people uh, – you know, it's, it's very interesting to me that people can just deny I, that. And we're told yeah. to deny it. We're told mm-hmm. by the so-called climate science community that, yes, if we were to geoengineer, it would look exactly like what you see mm-hmm. with the elements that are showing up in lab tests all over the globe with the exact negative effects, destroying the ozone layer, disrupting the hydrological cycle, causing drought and, de- and deluge. But that's not what's happening, and that's not what you're seeing. And it's right. you know, it's just a proposal. And at what point do people use their sense of reason? And by the way, for the record as well, on the aircraft, because this came up earlier in one of your callers mm-hmm. before I was on the air mm-hmm. – Who's doing this? We certainly have many DOD aircraft, Department of Defense, but we also know that the Department of Defense is leasing at least 800 commercial carrier aircraft with commercial markings, stripping out the interiors. Why do they need almost 1,000 commercial aircraft? And I think that blank is very easy to fill in. So we absolutely have commercially marked aircraft dispersing. And even with smaller payloads, commercial carriers are on film. Mm Mm-hmm turning dispersions on and off with nozzles mounted on the pylons of the aircraft. So no question, we're not implicating commercial personnel, not at all. They're simply flying their planes from point A to point B. These are automated systems. But commercial aircraft are absolutely dispersing as well. We have film footage to prove it. And why wouldn't they use that form of dispersion? Because that's plausible denial. Look, there's a commercial aircraft, same thing, can't be happening. And and, and again, our film footage at geoengineeringwatch.org, we have Mm-hmm. A great many film reels. It's conclusive proof. Up close film footage at, taken at altitude. Nozzles visible, turning on and off. End of end of discussion. Right. It's happening. Okay, I uh, we're going to go to a break in a two minutes. But I did play a clip yesterday of Bill Gates. He was being asked in an interview just recently, uh, "What's next?" And of course, he goes with the entire climate change is going to take uh, a lot of people out. But then, without admitting the part played in the manufacturing of the climate change, in my estimation. What, uh, do you want to talk about Bill Gates's equation in this a little bit? Bill Gates is used as a distraction. His Scopex project, the, the mm-hmm. proposed geoengineering project with a hot air balloon, it's all smoke, mirrors, mass distraction, while the military tanker flies over dispersing 100 tons into the atmosphere. So right. um, 
yeah, whatever part Gates plays, and mm-hmm. he's he's certainly uh, the the public figure on this. But it's been going on before Gates was even around. Yeah, and then of course there were the articles about him wanting to dim the sun, and what did they do? Everybody called him crazy. Well, this has been going on. How long? <laughs> and so it was just interesting that uh, that it came out as dimming the sun, that that was his next plan. Thus the, per- thus the title of our documentary, The Dimming. And, mm-hmm. and again, Facebook, uh, we're, we're legally fighting this right now, but they have tried everything they can to censor our film, The Dimming. For your listeners, if they can help us to circulate that hard proof that climate engineering is occurring by sharing the link. Mm-hmm. If they share the link from the homepage of GeoengineWatch.org, we've spent well over six figures making this film. We've never tried to monetize anything on it. We put it out for free the moment it was done. We simply need help circulating it, and the best way is to circulate the link right from the geoengineeringwatch.org homepage. Okay, awesome. Uh, We're going to go to a break. We'll be right back, and of course, I really want you to call Ask Questions. Uh, This would be the time to do it, and uh, the number is 888-673-1450. 888-673-1450. We're one of the last few shows that actually takes calls uh, and uh, and from all over the world, which I love. So, make sure you call in, you can talk to Dane yourself, uh, Dane Wigington from geoengineeringwatch.org, uh, where you can watch the movie The Dimming. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. I see trees of green. Hi there. Welcome back. Kate Daly Show. All right. What a wonderful world. Love that song. And, of course, uh, my guest, Dane Wigington from uh, geoengineeringwatch.org. You can check out the movie Dimming and tell us what you think. Um, and then also make sure and go to Balance of Nature. Balance of Nature is just an awesome uh, just an awesome product. What can I say? I love it. It's 31 fruits and vegetables a day. Capsule form. You can take that, get the nutrients. They take the air and water out and deliver the nutrients to you. And uh, this is a great way to also increase your health and immunity. A natural way, which I like. I like the natural way instead of what the government tells me to do because everything is wrong that the government tells me to do for my own health. Uh, anyway, welcome back and uh, go to balanceofnature.com. Make sure you put in the code word Kate and you'll get 35% off and free shipping. I love that uh, food supplement. Our food supply is in dire trouble. So I would definitely take a food supplement. Um, and I would choose that one too. My guest, uh, Dane Wigington, um, we will take your calls 888-673-1450. There's two things I want to hit on. Number one, that, uh, that we're kind of directed into the wrong fight. And the wrong fight is you're hurting the planet, you you you, you horrible humans. And then we go, no, we're not. <laughs> and we have this, this huge, horrible fight going on, but it's the wrong fight. It's the wrong fight. We're always directed. It's, there's so much misdirection. But we're misdirected into the, having the wrong fight on purpose. Yes? Fair statement? Absolutely. Absolutely true. Again, from any perspective, there can be no legitimate discussion about the climate or the state of the climate without first and foremost acknowledging the climate engineering, aka weather warfare assault. Okay. Um, also, let's talk a little bit about uh, the uh, increasing amount of what is going on comparatively because uh, it's on the uptick, right? It's, we're getting a lot Very, more of it. Very much so. Many ramp-ups along the way. So mm-hmm. many refer back to, Kate, in, for example, in the mid-70s, there was some data published in Time Magazine and elsewhere that we're not sure why the temperatures aren't continuing to escalate as fast. Maybe we're entering an ice age, and that's commonly referred to now as see the climate science community doesn't what, know what's going on. That's because climate engineering was not acknowledged then either. Up until World War II, mm-hmm. we had an up, a straight upward trajectory on 
statistically global temps, and then a leveling off that could not be explained. Again, climate engineering was deployed immediately right after World War II at scale, starting over the polar regions. So whether it was a statistical falsification or an actual initial effectiveness of climate engineering, they were able to statistically at least level off the temps until the mid-70s. Then statistically, the rise again occurred in 1998. Kate, we had the warmest year ever recorded up to that point, and that's when the climate change term was implemented, 1998, because there was a massive ramp up in the programs then, and they knew that they were going to be causing massive cool-down events, these weather whiplash cool-down events. We had in Northern California here, Kate, even mm -hmm. last spring, we'd go from 75, 80 degrees mm -hmm. to snow in a day and back to 75 or 80 degrees. Well, even in the 70s, I mean, do you remember the uh, TV ad? I play it, and uh, I think it was uh, 74, 1974, where they said we would freeze to death by the end of the 70s due to climate change. <laughs> so. a few, you had a few who said that, but keep mm -hmm. in mind, you have all this disinformation being thrown out from so many different directions, and mm -hmm. we're right back to the same point. Sure. We can't discuss this in from any legitimate standpoint without acknowledging climate engineering and we can't really discuss climate engineering without acknowledging chemical ice nucleation for weather modification that's what happened in texas kate you might remember in 2014 mm -hmm. all the uh media about the record boston snows remember that yeah, yeah. okay okay what, what they didn't tell you during that time was 14,000 feet up in the sierra as it was above freezing and zero snow zero hmm. so they focused or people focus where they want them to focus. And again, what's the most anomalously less warm region in the entire world? This is based on indisputed global statistical data. The eastern half of the U.S. lower 48, that's not nature. That's mm -hmm. climate engineering. For people living in those areas, it's hard for them to imagine how hellish it is here in, in the western U.S. It's absolutely hellish. It's 90 degrees at midnight right. in the forest of northern California. It's, it's, it's sure. intolerable. Everything is dying. Hmm. And then also talk about the high heat uh, domes. What are those? This is a critically important part of climate engineering. In the mm -hmm. U.S. West, we have what the meteorologists call the ridiculously resilient ridge. This pattern started in 2007. We saw this pattern established after Arctic ice in 2007 was losing surface area at the rate of a thousand square kilometers, excuse me, 100,000 square kilometers a day. We had this pattern set up where they put a high pressure heat dome over the western U.S. That dome rotates upper level winds clockwise. Picture a pulley with a, with a belt going around it rotating all the moisture around the west doesn't come into the west and they're chemically nucleating that moisture the entire process as it wraps around that cools that moisture down and then it dips back down into the eastern u.s where it cools down the eastern u.s so we see these national oceanic and atmospheric administration maps you in fact your listeners should search geoengineering is creating freeze fry extremes and the maps have to be seen to be believed mm -hmm. eastern half of the u.s lower 48 bright blue of below normal temperatures western half bright uh, red and, and Kate, you just saw the temperatures in British Columbia mm -hmm. of 121.5 degrees. Did you see that? I didn't. I did not see that. Wow. Try to mm. try to imagine British Columbia, Canada, 121.5. We just lost 40 billion with a B, 40 billion organisms on the BC coast because they were literally cooked to death inside their shell. 122 mm. degree surface temperature on the British Columbia coast. High pressure heat dome from an ionosphere heater facility like HARP. We mm -hmm. had uh, the end of June, FAA issued flight warnings around HARP, restricting air traffic because of the transmissions that were coming off of HARP. HARP is a ground-based radio frequency microwave transmitter. It beams incredible amounts of power into the ionosphere, causing mm -hmm. an electrical chain reaction, which causes massive heating in the atmosphere. That pushes the atmosphere up and down. 
the downward push, downward sinking, compressing air, that's a high-pressure heat dome, and that is exactly what they're doing. That's how they create upper-level wind currents and steer the, the, the moisture where they want. So at this point, we can speculate about mm -hmm. all the objectives and the agendas with completely droughting out the western U.S. And one video that alludes to that, one of our most important ever, if your listeners can search wildfires serve geoengineering agenda, one of mm -hmm. our most important videos ever. So in addition to collapsing agricultural production, which they are absolutely doing. They are steering upper-level wind currents, steering moisture. We can speculate on all the agendas or the, and the objectives, but in, in, in regard to the western U.S. drought, it is absolutely a result of climate engineering and not the other factors affecting the climate, which I'm not denying. Mm -hmm. But the drought, most specifically, we can hang around the neck of climate engineering. It's not just in the U.S. It's happened in Australia. It's happening in Spain, Portugal, uh, parts of Siberia. Your, your right. listeners can search engineered drought catastrophe target California and learn more about that. But this is this is all out weather warfare on the U.S. West at this point, Kate. We've been talking about those fires a lot. Not only were they strange, uh, the way they occurred, how they occurred, uh, where they occurred. It was very, very strange to watch. Uh, I would say the last six years have been really odd uh, for me. Anyway, doing the show, I've been commenting on those fires. What's important to remember, many people have made many claims as to the source of ignition, and mm -hmm. unfortunately that distracts from the subject of climate engineering because any moron with a match can light a fire. Mm -hmm. What matters in this equation is what has set the template for these fires to burn with such ferocity. We have almost zero fuel moisture in the forests of the western uh, North American mm -hmm. mountain ranges right now, almost zero. And we have an incendiary dust, the climate engineering elements, starting with aluminum, barium, strontium. These are nanoparticulates. It literally amounts to an incendiary dust. It's coating forest foliage, the forest floors. We have a disintegrating ozone layer, single greatest causal factor, climate engineering that's frying the trees from the top down. These toxic elements kill soil microbial life. That's killing the tree root systems from the bottom up. From every conceivable direction, climate engineering is the core causal factor mm -hmm. for the incredible drying out of forests and the epic incinerations. A lot of people will say, um, with so many planes in the air doing this, why haven't we not seen more and more whistleblowers? What would be your answer to that? That's an interesting question mm -hmm. to me, given what we know about people who blow the whistle, starting with Julian Assange. How well did mm -hmm. that go with him? Yeah. Now let's take <laughs> who blew the whistle on torture, John Caracal. The only person only person to go to jail, as you know, was John mm -hmm. Caracal, the yeah. whistleblower. Yeah. He's come on. He's come, he's come on a couple times on the show to talk about oh, that. Yeah, absolutely. Good for, good for you. So. Good for you. Except, exceptional individual. And so, why would we expect people to line up for this when we have draconian mm -hmm. confidentiality agreements? We've had we have two U.S. Air Force generals in the film The Dimming, and yes. they said as much as they could say, and, and they're trying their best to bring this to light without ending up like Mr. Assange. Mm -hmm. So again, when people ask that question, knowing everything is monitored, we've had a couple whistleblowers contact geoengineeringwatch.org. Uh, one was a Navy tailhook pilot, and by the time we could run that down, all their contacts were severed, every yeah. single one, within 12 hours. And we have a, a we have a number of governmental contacts that verified this person was who they said they were, but they were vaporized off the radar before we could even reach them. So that's that's why we don't know. And we have too many people also compartmentalized. Kate yeah. was the, was the was a military pilot in Vietnam that was spraying Agent Orange on his comrade on the ground. Told, hey, this is going to kill your pal on the ground. Of yeah, course that's not. True. That's true. So. 
we have so many participating in these mm-hmm. programs in the U.S. military that think they're doing something good and benevolent, and they need to wake up, and they need to wake up fast. And that's where critical mass is so important for people to share credible data from a credible source and help us reach critical mass so we can wake up our military brothers and sisters that they are literally participating in their own near-term demise. Yeah, because, you know, the the, the geoengineering scientists are really, really quite nuts. I mean, you, they think they might even think they're doing something amazing for the planet by going ahead and manipulating manipulating the very effects that they actually are saving us from. It's really weird. It's very strange. Some might think that others certainly don't. As I told you off the air, the world's second most recognized geoengineer, Dr. Ken Caldera. We have an audio of Dr. Caldera stating on the record what he did for the U.S. military was to design ways of spraying pathogens into clouds to infect the populations below. And as I told you off the air, Mm -hmm. Mr. Caldera now works for Bill Gates. Bill Gates called him, quote, his most amazing teacher. What a pair that is. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, again, the (laughs) the layers go very deep here, and what they're Mm -hmm. dispersing in our atmosphere Mm -hmm. goes far beyond just climate engineering operations. There's much more going on in our atmosphere. What's the end game, Dane? Why? What's the end game? What do they want? Again, there's many layers. Weather has been used as a weapon. Uh, it's, it's It's a covert weapon that can crush populations, crush their food supplies without that population ever even knowing they're under assault. On a larger scale, again, on the current course with the current hindrance of Earth's life support systems, starting with climate engineering, on this course, the planet can no longer support global populations. Mass starvation is here. If we stop this form of and and other forms of damage to the planet and allow the planet to respond, we would certainly at least buy time. But there's no question global powers, all of them are colluding and cooperating on climate engineering and CV-19. There's no question about that. And they know they can't support their populations anymore. If I start with the food supply, 90% of global pelagic fish populations are dead, gone. Mm-hmm. We just got noticed that the Sacramento River salmon are likely to go extinct in the very near term. Same with Klamath River salmon, all dead. Our food supplies are completely tanking, imploding. And so those in power are preparing for what's coming in their way. They think they have the right, Kate. And so Mm -hmm. far, we've given them that right by our complacency as a population. They think they have the right to choose who lives and who dies. And that is a Mm -hmm. core part of this equation as well. Masking the severity of total collapse from populations until the last possible moment while they determine who makes it and who doesn't. Yeah, Henry Kissinger, right? Uh, Who controls the food? Who controls the population? Um, It sounds like uh, you've got a lot of depopulationists at work, too, uh, trying to do this as well. And uh, I think that's hard to argue. I think I think, you know, it's it's, people don't want to hear that. But your statement is is really inarguable, Kate. Yeah, I I find that, too. And I I think that they actually are proud of it. I think there's something very diabolical there that they actually think that they are. They have the God complex, right? It's, they it's, certainly do. And, and again, there's, we can debate the motives, we can debate mm-hmm. the agendas, but in the case of, for example, what's being inflicted on the Western North American continent at this point in time is absolutely directly attributable to climate engineering operations. We have the satellite imagery mm-hmm. to prove it. We have the data to prove it from top to bottom. I encourage your listeners to search engineering wildfires on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Search wildfires serve geoengineering agenda. We have mountains and mountains of irrefutable data. Yeah, and controlling sunlight. I mean, my gosh, uh, uh, really and truly dimming the sun. Uh, I don't think people really understand what they're doing, like what they're really trying to do, and they're doing it ongoing all the time. All you have to do is look up. 
And if I could fill in one more blank, mm-hmm. because so many people walk away from any sure. issue this scary because they say, why would they do this to themselves? I want to compare those in power to a cancer because that's exactly what they are. Does a cancer intend to kill its host? No. A cancer intends to proliferate at any cost. The consequences are irrelevant to the cancer. And that is exactly what we're dealing with. We have the same situation with the nuclear plants, 440 of them. Right now in existence, Fukushima is an extinction level event by itself. We're building 60 more. That'll give us 500 nuke plants. Those in power aren't behaving with sanity. And, and that's that's the point to remember. We're, this is not a part of the equation. Sanity is not a part of the equation. We're dealing with a cancer. Okay. Geoengineeringwatch.org. Uh, so far, 37 million people checking this out. And make sure uh, that you go check it out. Tell us your thoughts. And uh, maybe we'll have Dane on again uh, to answer questions again. I know the phone lines are, are now ringing off the hook, but we don't have time. We've got about 10 seconds. I uh, wanted to thank you, Dane, for coming on because I always like a, a really good conversation about this. And obviously, a lot of people have such conflicting views. Everybody's you know pretty confused out there as to what's going on in the skies above. So I, I really thank you for coming coming on and also uh, dedicating your life to this. Thank you. Thank you for your courage in addressing this issue, Kate. Thank you so much. Thanks, Dane. All right, I'll be right back with Dr. Lee Merritt, frontline doctor, uh, talking about the vaccines, what's in them, and uh, particles, all kinds of things. When we come back, don't go anywhere, Kate Daly Show, and uh, we'll be right back with you. Just hang out. Just park the car and listen, I tell you. Uh, Make sure you go to katedalyradio.com for show notes as well, and I'll list uh, the movie The Dimming there as well today. 